0: They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread.
1: I think we're getting into a weird area here.
0: Will you tell these fools, I'm not crazy! Not
1: crazy. There's hysteria.
0: Not crazy. Not crazy. You can't handle the truth. 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 truth! Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51.
2: <laughs> the truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now.
0: Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that doesn't often cover conspiracy theorists that literally believe in everything, but when we do, we wish it was Fox Mulder every single time. This is Hysteria 51.
1: You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth.
0: Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts and tinfoil hat purveyors,
3: Brent Hand and John Goforth.
2: You want to talk about stress? You want to talk about stress? Okay? I've stumbled onto a major company conspiracy. How about that for stress?
3: Man, tinfoil hat is right. Tonight's topic goes deep. Bill Cooper and Behold a Pale Horse. This guy, uh, not to be outdone by David Weiss and the Flat Earthers, this guy believes everything everything. Or at least initially did. Yeah, I, I don't know.
0: Believe, said he believed, used whatever. <laughs> but he he, he did that and he had pictures <laughs> and video and people all and all kinds of corroborating evidence. Well, at least he said he had that as well. Alright, well, fine. You know what, Barney? Give this guy a cigarette. He's freaking out. Huh? Who? Barney. He's the guy who tipped me off to Pepe Sylvia. Barney? Who the hell is Barney? You don't see about Bar- Oh, shit. What the hell are he... You-
3: You've lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should say he believed he did. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit different.
0: Kind of like how you believe you have a good podcast. That other voice you're hearing, like a number station but harder to decipher, is the one and only conspiracy bot. If it's too loud,
3: you're too old. That doesn't even make sense. Not a bit. I, I try to build Cbot to help with the show. Instead, he drinks himself. So silly, he says crap like that. Luckily, we have a special guest with us tonight to balance it out. Yes, another podcast crossover event, Brent. I'm excited. Big guest this week, John. We actually got someone that's not like your cousin's uncle's roommate on the show for one Hey, uh, he was decent. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor, I might add, Chris Cogswell, director of research at a little-known little place called MUFON. You ever heard of that? I have. Mutual UFO Network, also the host of the Mad Scientist podcast, Chris Thanks for slumming it on this uh this whore of a show.
2: Oh, come on. You guys I love your guys' show.
3: Don't don't say that, man.
0: No, he's right. It is awful. That,
3: that's fair. It checks <laughs> out. <probably laughs> yeah, that <it> checks <laughs> out. Oh, so what's going on to the Mad Scientist Podcast?
2: Oh my goodness. You know, uh talking about fluoride, you know. We're doing time travel this week uh, that episode will be well, coming big. out.
3: Oh, I thought you were actually yeah. time traveling. I was, exci- I was excited.
2: Oh, no, no, we are. We are. <laughs> I mean, it's it's totally
3: true. You do have a PhD a, so I don't know what you're doing.
2: <laughs> no, totally doing totally doing time travel. Definitely not um, you know, eating cereal every night. <laughs> you
0: know, definitely traveling in time making the big bucks. Where's my respect? I have a PhD too. No, no you don't. What are you what are you talking about? Bull crap, I don't. It's my pimping hose degree. Oh, my,
3: no, that's uh, not even funny. That's a w- 90s joke. That's that's that's... Like that, seriously, that mm-hmm. went out in 93. Yeah, he, he bought it from one of those Sally Struthers correspondence schools. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, <laughs> seriously,
0: thank you for joining the show. First, do I have to call you doctor? Uh, yes, you do. Okay. So, I, sorry. No,
3: I'm just kidding. Of course you fucking don't. What are you talking about? Of course I'm you don't. We weren't going Doctor. to. So we were hoping you, you expected it. So whenever. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Whenever we have uh folks from other podcasts that explore the uh the unusual and the unexplained, paranormal, etc., we like to ask a few questions. So so first, you've been doing the Mad Scientist podcast for for a couple years now. Uh, my first question. You you know, for each episode I'm sure you have to do a lot of research. What what topic did you cover that if, you know you didn't know about going into, but after you finished, you came out of it and and you were at best convinced, but at at worst, at least you were on the fence about by the time you were done?
2: We haven't really hit one yet that is convinced me, I would say, but I mean I think that the thing I think the, the totality of stuff that uh is related to the UFO phenomena has that's that would, I think, be the closest to what has convinced me, I guess, you know, like the one that I feel the most uh, the 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 one of those topics that I feel the most confident of being true is is UFO contact of some sort, um, you know, and it's just like it's not even the research for the show. It's just like there's thousands of reports every year. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's and do you, mean, almost, you, mean, you mean you
0: mean actual extraterrestrial?
2: Well, there's thousands of reports of UFOs, you know, Thirty percent of those about are uh, considered to be truly unknown events, mm-hmm. yeah. And within that thirty percent, you know, something like two to five percent, maybe, um, sometimes even less, are uh, co- you know, consist of entities as well. I want to be a but, two you to know, five percenter. You know, like the, <laughs> oh, the, the, baby, <laughs> like the fact, just the just the sheer fact that there's that many people that make those claims, like. You know, that's that's significant. It's it's more significant than other things like Bigfoot or ghosts or, you know, these other things that people I think would consider to be in some instances more true than UFOs like the the just the huge preponderance of people that see a UFO each year. It's. You
3: know, it's staggering. Well, we've gotten to the point as a, a, a collective conscious in this nation and probably the world where uh, it just doesn't have that same effect of you say UFO and people go, oh, yeah, that's probably true. Like they're out there. Like, and it used to be like, you'd say that and people were like, you're crazy. Now, I think yeah. you did a poll. People are like, yeah, like uh, it's just a matter of time or it's hidden or, of course, of course, they're there and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, blah, well,
2: blah. We, we were looking at we looked at the most recent. Um, the most recent like public polling on this idea, and it's something like you know, it's something like fifty percent of the United States thinks that UFOs have contacted the Earth. That's big. That's not even saying
3: like they believe it have contacted. You know, that's yeah, a, have, that's a big statement. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: that's a big thing, right? And I mean, I think it's I think the it's something like twenty percent maybe think that abductions have occurred. Like you know the. I think again, the preponderance of evidence is starting to kind of shift the narrative a little bit more, and then also, I mean, you know, the government is coming out and being like, "Yeah, we spent some money on this." You know what I mean? Like, as as this happens over time, a lot
3: of money on that. That's a little bit right. They're going (laughs) to trickle out. Alternative
0: facts. So that, so that that probably dovetails into the next question of the topics that you've done on your show. What's been your your favorite topic? What has been the most fun? You don't have to have believed it, but what was your favorite?
2: I would say the giant squid episode. Giant Um, squid. Yeah. Kraken was awesome. It was like, Hey,
3: it
2: was, it was an episode that, uh, my host Marie Mayhew, when I first asked her to co-host the show with me, she was like, yes, but we have to do a Kraken episode. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) okay, fucking fine. We'll do a Kraken episode. And so we did one, we did like a two parter on it and it was, it was super fun. It was great. And I mean, honestly, that's like, that's one of the ones though too that kind of hits like doesn't hit super close to home to me i guess but it's one of the ones that i would say is almost the scariest for me is like i hate crap um, we don't
3: know about underwater
2: like i fucking hate the oceans man they're so scary yeah Yeah, like they're so down when it's wet take it from me yeah we're gonna leave that (laughs) (laughs) they're so they're so scary that it's like you know I don't even want to think about you're underwater, and then all of a sudden, you know, and the
0: idiot god of the ocean slowly <laughs> swims
2: his <laughs> Which way is a out. Proper—that's
3: a proper name, idiot god of the ocean for, for the oh, kraken. Yeah. So, so
0: that was your favorite. What's the worst topic? What What are you so tired of? I don't mean like your worst episode, but just the topic that you're just the most tired of. You're burdened by. You're just sick of it.
2: Oh my! Oh my goodness! I chemtrails. Chemtrails. Chemtrails are so stupid. There's like there's there's nothing to them. No, there is. It's all condensation. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there's literally there's literally nothing. There's nothing interesting about them. There's nothing to tie
3: them to anything real. There's no chance that they're real. Well, the only thing you can tie them to is something that John and I are doing right after the show. We're driving to St. Louis, uh, Missouri, a town that the U.S. sprayed chemicals on. <laughs> so that's one of the that's one of the talking points that they use you know well they did this so 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 chemtrails must have to be real right right right
2: But, but you know like the thing is that we yeah we do spray chemicals and it was never anything obvious right? Like we, it's like, why would we make it so obvious that it's these giant lines that you can follow in the fucking sky? I like that way of
3: thinking we're way more evil than that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, but seriously though, right? Like with that. Yeah. Like, come on. This is a
2: question I often ask people when they tell me something about UFOs or something, something else about this stuff. I'm always like, you know, well, if you were going to do it, like if you thought we had to engineer something like this, how would we do it? And with this kind of stuff, where it's like, oh, they're sterilizing humans. I mean, a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today, honestly, where they're like they're sterilizing humans, or they're introducing diseases, or you know, kind of this is kind of all Bill Cooper's fault. So you know, you know, like all of that stuff, if we were to do it, we would do yeah, it so yeah. much
0: better. Like, like, like Brent said, we're we're we're, we're so much more right. evil than that,
2: right? Like it's and it would be so much easier to put it in. I mean. Forget, you know, like these at least the conspiracies about like food and, um, you know, vaccines and whatever. There's like that is at least a way that like maybe a government would do something like that. You know, what I mean, there's no evidence for any of it, but at least that is a good evil right. scientist way of thinking chemtrails. It's like, you know, your dumb uncle was like. You know, right. they're spraying us with chemicals, right? right? Like, it's nothing. You just said something oh, that's, God, it's uh, so annoying.
3: that resonated with today's episode and everything. It's Bill Cooper's fault. We're talking about Behold the Pale Horse, and what a segue that is. Like, it really is. So many of these talking points are Bill Cooper's fault because he put them into- So many of them. The, uh, collective conscience of so many people, be it the uh, UFO and alien-minded folk, the militia folk. This guy was a um, a big uh, force asshole. Yeah, yeah, that's one way to put it. Uh, To behind this, you know. So a lot of people say, you know, you you, they probably haven't (laughs) they probably haven't read uh, Behold a Pale Horse because we actually said before we started this, what a horse choker of a book, man. I mean, it's five hundred and some pages of dribble, unreadable, and and and, uh, (laughs) pictures of documents with him going, "Yep, see." <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I know our 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 uh, our listeners hear us week after week talking about conspiracies and aliens and government cover-ups, secrets of the highest order. Well, this book by Milton William Cooper, or Bill, if you're nasty, shined a light on a ton of them. Like we're saying, it a light, really, <laughs> a light, yeah. So, in a nutshell, John, what is "Behold a Pale Horse"? Crap. <laughs> well, you asked in a nutshell. I mean, uh, I mean hey, uh, it's a bestseller and it still sells if
0: uh, you can it, get it. It does. If it, you, it, can, if get you it. can get it. So Bill's 1991 book that the alien buffs and conspiracy heads have clung on to for decades now is their Bible. That's a good way uh, to put it as Bible, too. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, one thing that Bill loved to point out in his uh, in his speeches
3: is how much of a Christian he was. Right. Right. Yeah. Which we've ran into with a lot of the uber conspiracy people and flat earthers like that's I mean, that is one of the things that they love to say. Well, I'm a Christian. And so that's why I know that that's like some sort of moral so- moral
0: soapbox firmament that, over like, the flat earth. Some sort of moral so- soapbox that like makes whatever bullshit they're saying more
3: true.
2: Well that's the thing is that it 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 immediately it's like saying, you know, it's it's a it's a really easy almost I don't want to call it a dog whistle almost, but it's a very easy quick way to to credence give theory. some semblance yeah, yeah. of both both credence but also to set it in the world view right, that someone right. else would understand, right? It's it's almost like it's almost like saying, you know, um well I'm, you know, I'm just a simple cotton farmer, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it gives you, it already
0: sets the scene for you perfectly. And you're trying to adopt a tribe. Like, if, right. I, if I say that you should you should exactly. hate all people that have an outie belly button, by the way, I'm a Democrat. <laughs> like, uh, all of a sudden, you're trying to adopt that tribe. You're trying to get every Democrat in the world to hate people with an outie belly button. Like, it, it It might not actually be a belief of that group, but you're trying to right. get that tribe to adopt it anyway. Prior to uh, the trial of uh, Terry Nichols in '97, the uh, Guardian, Oklahoma City,
3: uh, uh, what a turd bag he was. We'll yeah, keep going
0: sorry. Uh, the the Guardian described the book
3: as the manifesto of the militia movement, and that's really a, a great way to put it because so mm-hmm. many of these um, they tend to be predominantly right wing, but not always. But these these you know militia types that are they live in the woods and they got their their camo on, and and everyone's coming for their not just their guns but everything. They look at all these conspiracies, and for some reason, they just resound. And I think the underlying tone is the government is against me, you know. And that was the big thing with this book yeah. and everything. And the book claims an elaborate conspiracy theory that encompasses a lot the Kennedy the Kennedy assassination, the the goings on of the secret world government, a coming ice age, a variety of other covert activities associated with. Uh, illuminati buzzwords the nwo declaration of war upon the people of america i mean these are all the things i mean that's just a touching on a few of the things that are in this book and in fact political scientist michael barkin characterized it as among the most complex super conspiracy theories and also among the most influential due to its popularity in malicious circles as well as mainstream bookstores meaning It's almost like the anarchist cookbook. The bad guys have it and the good guys have it too. Kind of, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. This book is so particularly
2: influential because it, it actually, like it's, it's kind of, it can be whatever you want for anybody. Right. It opens up like it's, because it is, it is definitely, it definitely was at the time of its publication, extremely influential to the militia movement in the United States. And uh, you know, what I mean, the militia movement still continues to this day, and actually, in many ways, the militia movement has almost morphed into the prepper movement, which generally. is the uh,
3: the more PC, nice way of 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 looking at it. Yeah,
2: these ideas always morph. You know what I mean? So, Bill Cooper got almost, you know, watered down and stupefied into alex jones's message and then you know uh the militia movement got again watered down and uh neutered
3: almost into the prepper movement and that might be a manufactured thing that they were wanting which is that the, well, you dip your toe into it and hope that it sticks you know and
2: you go okay it's well it's it's ve- it's very similar to you know we talk about it on the show all the time you know it's like um, Any time, uh, you know, the 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 real conspiracy out there is that every time a revolutionary movement gets started, it eventually gets eaten up and then shit out by the system to make another worse version of its own, of itself that basically co opts its ideas. So like, you know, the hippie movement became baby boomers, um, you know, or, or, you know, I mean, the one that we always talk about on the show is, you know, punk rock gave us hot topic, a, right? Yeah. Like it's the same, it's kind of the same idea, right? Like Bill Cooper, this revolutionary thinking that started these legitimately dangerous groups Gave us jackasses like Alex Jones who sell water filters, right? Like it,
0: it gets neutered. It, I'd really like to think that Spencer Gifts give us Hop topic, but <laughs>
3: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay, fine. It's, but, that's a really you good know. way to. You're right. Like it gets it. Speaking of these these water uh, purification, everything gets purified. It goes through. Yeah, you know, and the thing you start with gets shit out into this morphed and 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 vanillaized thing and then the the until it becomes a part where the the populace goes okay i'm okay with this alex jones can be on tv he's crazy but yeah. we'll allow louder really it's it's one of it's one of i
2: think honestly one of the most important books it's a damn near impossible book to read but it's called um it's called the dialectic of enlightenment by uh Dorno and horkheimer it's this really dense uh philosophy book that goes over this um and it's it's i mean the book itself is like trying to eat cardboard. You know what I mean? Like you can't, if you thought Bill Cooper was hard to read, you know, um, this book is, is really impossible, but it basically goes over that idea. And these, and these, these professors, Adorno and Horkheimer, these philosophers were actually like physically assaulted by the hippies because they were like, you know, you guys are going to turn into old Republicans <laughs> who vote in jackasses. And the hippies were like, no way. We'll never <laughs> do that. Yeah, and then look yeah, at where right. we are now, you know, you <laughs> know, um, these guys like predicted the next 150 because, yeah, years,
3: pretty much the history repeats itself and you can see exactly what's going to happen. And then you got outliers like, you know, like Bill Cooper here, that's going now it's aliens. I love it.
2: And so, yeah. So anyways, the, the point that I was trying to say was, what's really interesting, I think is Bill Cooper gets used by the militia movement, but also now used by, um, legitimate right. like left-wing groups. Right. I mean, or legitimate, like not legitimate. What I mean is, uh. The same fringes on the right and the fringes on the left, they are reading from the same
3: books pretty much, right? If you ever watch South Park, they had this stupid episode, the poop that took a pee. Did you ever see that? It's that yes. it's where you take this yes. nonsense and they go, well, I know that this is speaking to me because I'm right wing. Well, no, you idiot. It's yeah. complete left wing uh, propaganda and it's for us, you know, and yeah, it's you. can yeah. you can. You no, can it's it's coming com- to your will. the problem. The biggest problem
0: um, yeah. with people holding on to this book, any group, is that they they wash over the fact that it is chock full of hate speech mm-hmm. it is it is a hate speech yes. book it is it is thinly veiled to, against many groups it's anti-semitic um, it, it, it is, it's anti-catholic mm-hmm. uh, i mean there's an entire chapter uh that just basically reprints the protocols of the elders of zion which if you're not familiar was basically <laughs> this thing from the early 19th century in russia yeah. talking about how uh the jews are just trying to take over the world and it, I mean, it's it's just this horrible anti-Semitic propaganda. It also talks about in the book how uh, Pope John Paul II was uh, a Nazi poison gas salesman, 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 uh, who, yeah, who, who helped engineer HIV and dis- d- deliberately distributed the virus in
3: vaccinations. It's it, it, the the thing about it is this book doesn't. I mean, it does just come out and say this thing, but it's so it's so intertwined with things. In fact, this historian Nicholas. Goodrick Clark described the book as chaotic Farago of conspiracy myths interspersed with reprints of executive laws, official papers reports, and other extraneous materials designed to show the looming prospect of a world government imposed on American people against their wishes in a flagrant attempt at the constitution. Now what that means is it's crazy because he's saying like, there's all this outlandish claims but he sprinkles in these official documents and photos like it all ties it together and makes it seem real and impending. Right. And like he'll show these things and there'll be pages <laughs> where like it's just these these documents. Yep. Right there. See it. Yep. And you're like, no, what are you talking about? No, that doesn't tell me anything. And you're, you're cherry picking what you want. Yeah, it's literally like I think the the
2: really if there was one word to describe this book, it's extraneous. Right. Like there's, <laughs> It's just like oh, this I think could you're being be... kind. This could, <laughs> if this could all be like this. This whole book, the thesis of this book is basically a a four a chan <laughs> slash poll, fucking yeah. uh, you know thread yeah. gone amuck. Right. The the basic idea is that the U.S. government has been co opted by uh, what is known as the New World Order and uh, the globalists, basically. And again, just like in the modern world, when Bill Cooper says globalist, he means the Jews. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and, it, it, <laughs> right, and the like. funny part is,
0: this wasn't the first time Cooper made claims like this. Uh, uh, he caused no. a sensation in UFO circles in 1988 when he claimed to have seen secret documents while uh, while he was in the Navy describing government dealings with extraterrestrial aliens. Uh, and and he goes into detail about those
3: in, in Behold a Pale Horse. Yeah. And, and yeah. we'll get into that when we talk about him, but it's kind of crazy because- he was in the Navy, and the claims that he makes, there's a lot of uh, pushback on those too. And but, like you said, He linked the Illuminati with his beliefs that extraterrestrials were secretly involved with the U.S. government. Then he later retracted those claims. Fun. And like you said, he proposed that AIDS was a result of conspiracies to decrease population of blacks, Hispanics, and homosexuals. And then at the same time, he's bashing blacks and Hispanics and homosexuals.
2: Well, that's that's the fascinating thing, right, is, again, it's this idea of, you know, the government has been shitty, to blacks hispanics and homosexuals right like the government has been shitty to those groups for a long time but this is like an this is a nice way to say they were
3: shitty or you know well, we're fighting for you now right again it's this don't read my other thoughts but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna speak to you now you should stop listening right well it's 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 interesting to me that it's again it's it is this kind of cognitive
2: dissonance i think with because many militia groups are uh, white supremacist as well, right? I mean, that's why they decide to break off from the major government. And so it's, again, it's fascinating that, you know, if you're a white supremacist group, you can, um, you can read into this book and say, well, yeah, the government is uh, trying to destroy black communities because they're, uh, they're worse than white communities. Mm-hmm. But if you're a black nationalist group or a fringe group or something, you can say, well, this is evidence that the government is, has been attacking black groups forever.
3: Right? That's, that's the beauty of it. He writes it so that anyone can go. Yeah. Yeah. That's my side. And I, I'm getting along with this.
0: Now let's get into, let's get into his more serious accusations. Oh, he, aliens. He, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he accused Dwight Eisenhower of negotiating a treaty with extraterrestrials in 1954,
3: which we've actually on this show talked about, right? We talked uh, about
0: with the uh, Project Serpo, with Project things. Serpo, yeah. yeah. Then establishing an inner circle of Illuminati to manage relations with them and keep their presence a secret from the general public—that's a well, given. I mean, but you do, you I mean you need a PR firm? You do. <laughs> uh, so Cooper believed the aliens uh, manipulated and/or ruled the human race through various secret societies, religions, magic, witchcraft, and the occult. Mm-hmm. I mean, they—they they used everything at their disposal, of course, uh, and that even the Illuminati were
3: unknowingly being manipulated by he, them. He actually described the Illuminati as a secret international organization controlled by, and here, here's another buzzword, the Bilderberg Group that <laughs> conspired yeah. with the Knights of Columbus, the Masons, the Skull and Bones, and all these other uh, secret organizations. And, and, the, v- is, and the VFW. Well, and <laughs> the ultimate goal... Uh, I might have made that one up. Yeah, the ultimate goal, <laughs> establish the new world order and i'm not talking about the wcw new world order i mean, it's too sweet the,
2: the only thing that i have ever like the only weird thing i've ever found at a knights of columbus hall is just how much those dudes can drink <laughs> yeah,
3: i know i know. <laughs> you know what
2: i mean like the only the only thing odd that's ever happened to me in a knights of columbus you guys want to go to the that kc I've,
3: pub it's dollar
2: dollar beer night yeah seriously <laughs> like it's ridiculous right how are they selling this beer for so cheap amazing right,
0: right i do love natty light out of a keg i mean <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't
2: <laughs> oh man i'm i'm used to miller i'm used to miller's over in new york uh, man come on And we went to
3: siu carbondale well, that was our, our our alma mater and it was keystone light baby keystone light dollar quarts all summer long Woo, baby let's keep going with these buzzwords kennedy remember remember that cat jfk Ah, uh, oh, Bill yeah. says that the president was uh, assassinated because he was about to reveal extraterrestrials were in the process of taking over the earth. So he was gonna come out and say that and Bill Bill says, nah, we can't we can't have that. And so they have him uh killed. Offed, yeah. But it's not only is he offed, he's not offed by the men on the grassy knoll or anything. He's killed by his limo driver. And his limo yeah. driver uses a gas pressure device uh developed by aliens from the trilateral commission to shoot the present from the driver's seat. And that holds the Pruder film that shows Greer turning around to look in the back seat. Well, he said, ah, that's the, that's the first turn is to assess Kennedy's status after the first attack and then to fire a shot. And what I love about I this- I told you Lee Harvey Oswald was a I'm, patsy. He did. He said so. So he has video that he says shows this. And they've given it to, like, news stations and stuff, and they've had people that are, you know, working with videos They have eyes. And they're just like, this is just poor quality fake using chunks of the Zabruder film to make a, to make a fake. But yeah, Bill's yeah. like, no, nope, yeah. this passes my smell test. I'm good. Let's write a book. <laughs> I got a paragraph here that, that kind of, this drills it down into what the whole book is. This manifesto of sorts is saying that shortly after World War II, the United States government established a secret government... And we still are ruled by it. The secret government is the actual controlling power of global politics and has a single goal of establishing a global totalitarian socialist state, a modified version of Nazi Germany's fascism. All the world leaders we see are a sham. There is one power. Since time immortal, various secret societies have existed, but they all based upon the worship of the biblical Lucifer, not the idea of Satan The real Satan. Members of these societies seek personal knowledge or illumination, hence the name Illuminati. And after World War II, all of the desperate secret societies were brought together in a single organization and structure. The Bilderberg Group. The exact nature of the relationship between the Bilderberg Group and the Seer Governance is difficult and obscure. And the fact, however, is that both groups have similar goals and strategies, and both groups are heavily infiltrated by members of other groups. And Cooper seems to suggest that the two groups are, in fact, the same organization. And finally, the existence of UFOs and, and alien life forms was established shortly after World War II, Realizing that such knowledge would cause widespread panic, the government decided to keep it secret. Good band. Vast networks of bases and entire organizations of personnel are subsequently organized to contain the alien situation. Political treaties were signed with alien nations. Today, the secret government seeks to dominate the alien presence and carry out the secret program of the world domination. That's the book in a nutshell. Confused yet? <laughs> yeah, so is he. What are your takeaways w- with what we've gotten to so far? Like, dare I say, like... Chris, what's your favorite part? <laughs> if you had to pick a part.
2: Honestly, honestly, I think my favorite part actually is how... So first off, in this book, I think what he does a really interesting job about is linking it all back to uh, the Illuminati,
3: to this, like, original... There is definitely that, that, you know. that, that weaving thing. He, he ties it all together very well.
2: Yeah, and that's the beauty. Like, what makes a really good conspiracy is the ability to explain everything, right? I mean, that's, that's actually one complaint that we often get about, or one thing that we often hear about science is that, you know, um, it doesn't. It doesn't really explain everything yet, right? And science is the the quest to explain everything. You're working on the theory of everything. We'll get there, <laughs> right? But you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we, uh, even you hold even out that, for that well, silly
0: shit, like proof.
2: <laughs> well, and even and even that even that concept though of like the theory of everything, like that is a theory that explains the interchange of the fundamental forces of nature, but it doesn't do it literally does nothing for us past like, the super subatomic scale. We ain't found shit! Yeah, pretty much, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like it's very, uh, science is very specific in the, th- in the scientific or, or physical laws, in that sense, are very specific to the, uh, field that they're applied to. I'm a scientist. I don't
3: believe in anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the, the rules of chemistry don't the rules of chemistry don't do us any favors
0: in um, biology or psychology right. or sociology. Like, you know what I mean? Those sciences are separate. Well, yeah, it's easy to tie. It's easy to tie a story together when you're writing fiction. Right. Absolutely. And and the beauty the beauty of his book, I think, is that it
2: it is it has so, enough for everyone. That even if you don't believe the alien stuff or you don't believe the New World Order stuff or whatever, but
0: if you hate Jews, come on in. Right. The water's warm. Right, you
2: know it's like there's a yeah, it, well, pretty much. Like there's enough in there that it's really easy to buy into. And I think a good example of this actually is how this 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 book is like the template for a very I don't know I don't want to say popular necessarily, but a um one of the one of the theories about what alien abduction is about right mm. stems from this book. Pretty much, it's this idea that in again after World War II, the uh, gray alien species made a treaty with United States and world leaders overall that they were allowed to basically, they came and said, listen, we're taking over. Yep. And what we need from you is genetic material. We need, right. We need livestock. Exactly. Our species is uh, we have, we have done enough genetic testing of ourselves or enough genetic messing up with ourselves that we have, uh, we're, we're dying and we need new genetic material to bioengineer, Uh, better bodies for ourselves. And so your species has uh, bred yourselves to the point where you have a large enough population that there's enough variance in your genetic code that we can take it and use it for ourselves. And so the New World Order is a secret group operating on the fringes where their goal is to uh, kill enough humans that the aliens no longer have enough breeding stock.
0: (laughs) And so they'll just go What if the New World Order... The the secret group controlling the government actually is the New World Order from the WCW, <laughs> and Eric, Eric Bischoff is sitting in like a Skull Castle somewhere.
3: <laughs> you, you fools!
2: <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: the thing, I guess my takeaway, like from reading the book, was number one, how hard it was to chew through it, and we've we've kind of said that parts are downright incoherent. You know, that I said all those pages with like government docs and stuff. To me, it's it's like the manifesto of a madman who started seeing links and everything. Like, remember that – what was that movie with Russell Crowe where he started – Gladiator. Like, seeing, yes. He started seeing patterns and everything, and that's – there's an absolute truth to oh, Bill beautiful, Cooper. beautiful mind? And, yeah, and we're just sheep, you know, and – but my favorite is his blaming aliens for these issues. Like you were just talking about how, like you know, we're gonna need the the biblical mark of the beast. One of these days, we're gonna need barcodes just to be able to, to buy food and all these things. And it's all be- he has a nice way of saying it's not our fault. We're just the humans and the aliens. They're yeah. they're at fault, and we we as the, the woke people need to take it back. And that was my biggest yeah. uh, takeaway from it was just you know the the blaming of others, John. Yeah. Oh, my favorite part of the book? Oh, that's when it ends. Yeah. Th- th- uh,
0: I, I, I this is crap to me. I I, I love a good conspiracy. Uh, I love a good UFO story. Um I've said before on this show, while I've I'm known probably on this show a little bit as a skeptic, I've said before on the show that I believe in aliens. Um I the the amount of bullshit in this book is I, uh, like I was even hesitant to do the book as a topic because it is a thinly veiled way for Bill Cooper to extol his psychotic beliefs on the world. Yeah, and and you know he he's he was a racist. Uh, he was filled with hate, and he used the conspiracy uh, um, world to extol these beliefs and the, and, the, and there are there are people that are just in into conspiracies that don't do enough digging into this book and into this topic and they're like oh yeah have you read this book it's awesome like no man it's not it's not awesome at all so i think i i, I don't like the book i think it's bullshit and uh, i can't wait till we get back from the break and we talk about this guy
3: so that's fun <laughs> hot take damn so, We are going to go to break real quick, and when we come back, yeah, less about the book and more about Bill, his uh, life and times of this guy, it's going to be a blast. He's just a hoot. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back with more Hysteria 51.
1: Hola, David. Me llamo Brent.
3: Bonjour,
1: uh, Brent. Um, Je m'appelle David.
3: You didn't do Spanish. So I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language.
1: Oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us.
1: I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key.
3: Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like?
1: Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really... Get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so it's very high on pronunciation too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak.
3: And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation.
1: (laughs) In that pronunciation, yeah, that's right. But it's they design it for long term retention. You know, and uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's
3: why you know this has been trusted by experts
1: for thirty years, and.
3: For Larry Limited Time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%! Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow! Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it?
1: Rashate, you're 50% off. Rashate! (laughs) Rashate. (laughs) (laughs) Redeem it! 50% 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one.
3: Sort of hungry. You should have ate. I think if you I'm talk- so hungry I could eat a pale horse. You talk- oh, oh. oh, they keep coming with the hits.
0: You talking about uh, your old BookIt? Uh, that got me thinking about pizza. Brent has. Do you remember BookIt listeners? The uh, uh, you, or, when you got or st- guest Chris. Or guest? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, the, the you got the stars, and you got a free personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Chris, did you have uh, Book It? Of course, of course. What uh, kind of a what kind of a nerdy fat boy would I
2: have
1: been?
0: Well, so so Brent still has some of his buttons. Of course, I mean, of course, not the, <laughs> the stars because he redeemed all those. <laughs> um, but we were talking:
3: would if you did still have one, would they would they honor it? If you still had the uh, the the free personal yeah pizza the free personal pizza. if they wouldn't, it would be one of those things where you could film it and like it would go yeah. viral. Oh yeah, yeah you'd especially go to if YouTube you look like Twitter. me, <laughs> like like. Get this fat guy a free pizza. <laughs> like you should honor
0: it. You should give the person a free personal pan pizza just for having that after yeah. what twenty five years.
2: I don't know. There was a Way thing. There was a thing where some guy won. You know, you win those contests where it's like you know free pizza for life or something, right? And he would go and get a pizza like every day. And they ended up like there was a there was a contract where it was like you know you were only allowed to actually get one free pizza every week. For like, you know, the next 25 years or something. It was very specific, you know, because like companies, there was also, there's a famous case of a guy who you, at, at some point in like, I must have been like the 70s or even 60s maybe, you could buy like a lifetime ticket to uh, some airline, maybe American Airlines or something. I don't remember mm-hmm. the guy, like airline,
0: but you could I buy. read this, yes. Yeah, and this comes yes. up like, this is like one of TWA, those. TWA, it's not going so well.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. So, yeah, this is like, this is one of those. Uh, constant, like, you know, ask or till today I learned on Reddit things, yep. but it's like yeah, the guy he bought this this coat this thing for like unlimited flights and then he, he used it so much that the company was like, "We'll just we're going to buy it back from you, please."
3: Yeah, so they they raised they they sold it and they sold out a few of them. They raised the price. They raised the price like three times. People kept buying it and they ended up eventually just said we no longer uh will honor it. And they even might have had to give the people their money back cuz it was better monetarily to them they were losing their asses if i well, could yeah. just fly, I'd fly hey well, john let's go fly to st louis instead of uh <laughs> well, that's what dry, I'm saying. well i mean i, I really, mean think but... about it like
2: with the you know the, you know you travel to europe or whatever it's like the barrier to getting over there is not staying places and eating and whatever it's
3: flying right yeah, so it's, it's like it's, it's that cost if,
2: yeah if you could fly for free shit i'd be mm-hmm. everywhere you know what i mean I'd that's Paris, right i mean you know uh tokyo i'd be you summers know, in Kong rangoon and, Yeah, you know, Madagascar. Shit, I'd fly everywhere. I'd fly to the most complicated, difficult places. (laughs) I'd fly back to New York for pizza.
3: Yeah, Yeah. Oh, you could for an afternoon and come back that night. Yeah.
0: I am going to take Brent's book it and go try to get a free personal pan pizza (laughs) when the show is over. But we do have another half of the show to do, Nation. The bill half. The bill half. We told you about Beyond a Pale Horse and how awful of a book it was in the first half. But now we're going to tell you about the author, uh, Milton
3: William Cooper. Yeah. If you want to hear a lot of this from the horse's mouth, and John and I found this, hey, we know what you did. John there. and I found this to be uh, oh my god, so taxing. There are tons of videos of him describing his beliefs. Uh, his his theories, and you can get audio. You can buy the audio book of Behold a Pale Horse with him reading it, but just go to YouTube and type in Bill Cooper, and the one that we both well, I tried to chew through and I couldn't is a four hour and thirty nine minute lecture of him telling the story of Behold a Pale Horse, <laughs> and uh, yeah, about an hour of skipping around and stuff. I'm like, I just can't, I cannot take this. It's uh, He drones.
0: Oh man, it, it makes me wonder, you, you can see, it's funny, in the video you can see literally two or three people in attendance, you, I have no idea how many people mm-hmm. he's talking to in the audience, I'm imagining probably two or three more. And at first in the video, they're very attentive and sitting up about 45 minutes in. They're literally like laying down <laughs> yeah. uh, like in a prone position. <laughs> and a lot
3: of these are uh, um, slowly
2: melting into one puddle of humanity. Just right. like, why did we buy these tickets? And
3: a lot of these are at churches where he's giving yeah. a lot of these, yeah. uh, these lectures and stuff. They're at churches. But who, uh, John, who was Bill really? Like, who was this guy? Well,
0: it's actually kind of hard to say, uh, other than the things that he says about himself, which we know most of which wasn't true. Yeah, right. Uh, He was an American conspiracy theorist. We know that. We know he had a radio show, so he was a radio broadcaster of some type. Yep. Little is known about his background and education beyond, like I said, the information he supplied of his own. Yeah, we talked about in the first half,
3: he was in the Navy. He, he We know he was yeah. in the Navy. He claimed to have served in the United States Navy, the United States Air Force, and Naval Intelligence until his discharge in 1975.
0: But public records only indicate a period of service in the Navy with a ratings code of sergeant, including a tour of duty in Vietnam with two service medals.
3: So he was... An active duty person in the in but the military, he, but, but when but he
0: tells these stories of being so high up, he had higher clearance than the president. Well, and, he was uh, he was getting
3: all these you know all this alien information because he had such high clearance and things like that. Yeah, well, uh, you, uh, you know, some beauty- might even say he was majestic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the beauty of these the beauty of these stories like this are that you know uh, the like it's you know it's like when I was a kid, I told people that I was a Power Ranger. You know what I mean? Like I was like I was like, listen. Were y- were you? No, but whoa, like, you know, I, it you was heard like, it your you first, know, folks,
3: <laughs> move on director of research is a liar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, you would, uh, you would like, you would talk to your friends and, you know, they would all, you know, well, my dad, my dad works for Nintendo, you know, well, my dad's a ninja. And I'd be like, yeah, well, I'm a power ranger. Yeah, you know, like, you'd, you'd kind of, you know, great oh, job. Nah, that's bullshit. And, you know, <laughs> Prove but, it. Prove it. Well, exactly. But that's the beauty is that, you know, um, in the same way as those stupid schoolyard things things um you know power rangers have to keep their identity secret you and know? you also and,
3: left those on the schoolyard you didn't take them into adulthood
2: no of course not but you know what i'm saying like it's the same mentality of you can tell a lie to make your life immediately mm-hmm. seem much more interesting and so it it immediately like again it's the same way is that it's it's almost in very similar in some similar ways the same thing is saying, Um you know oh well i'm I'm a christian, right it It just makes people assume things about you, and it also puts out to the world a thing that you want to say about yourself almost right right you know, it w- what it reminds me of almost is did you did either of you guys watch Itanya yet? Yes,
3: I did, okay. I did. it's super fucking good. I was but- in the intelligence agency, and yeah! trained all around the world. No, you weren't, yes, I was.
2: Yeah, and he's and he's like, well, actually, Diane Sawyer, uh, that's not in, that's g-
3: incorrect.
2: You know what I mean? Like this fucking <laughs> jackass was like, you know,
3: lied his way to the top, basically. Yeah, and nobody took Fake him seriously. Tell you, making, oops, you kind of made it. Now I'm, I'm. What do I do?
2: Uh It's very similar to how other narcissistic personality types operate, right? I mean, look at serial killers. I mean, this this is similar to. He's Bill Cooper is the same kind of guy. That, you know, uh, Leonard Lake was or right. that almost uh, Ted Kaczynski in the same way where you think that you are smarter and better than everyone else. And so you right. create
0: a worldview for yourself and you live inside this worldview. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. The, I, you know, the, the difference is I think Ted Kaczynski, while while batshit crazy, actually was incredibly smart. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, Bill Cooper uh, didn't strike me as. Hey.
3: Bill Cooper attended junior college in California, and he worked for several technical and vocational schools before 1988, where he made these conspiracies known, John. So uh, you take that back. But uh, uh, what I
0: should point out is, according to him, (laughs) while he was in the military, he was on a ship. And uh, he witnessed for himself several large UFOs going in and out of the ocean. And uh, he was told to just ignore that. Yeah, nothing to see see here. And... and and part of the reason the government was always after him was because he chose not to ignore it, and he chose to talk about it.
3: Right, right, yeah. right. And that's that's kind of one of those things where, like like Chris said, like you're making this world, and you know what? You can tell that lie enough, and if you tell a lie enough, you'll believe it. Hell, he, he might have convinced himself in some of these things. And, and, it's, and
2: yeah, yeah. And he, like other- as
3: people. St- as people started to follow him
0: and started to, uh, you know, read his book and and started to to come see his lectures, he actually wanted to distance himself from all the UFO claims.
3: Yeah, he had he had tied he had incorporated all these government involvement with these extraterrestrials as like this central theme. Like I said, bef- the book came out in ninety one. He hit the map in eighty eight, and. Once the book gained traction and all this stuff, he started going, Well, look at me over here. Like I, right. I, I'm I'm not wanting to talk about Let's that. Let's talk
0: shadow government. Let's not talk UFOs. Yeah, it well,
3: was. It's the m-
2: same it's the same thing that's happened with Alex Jones, right? Over time. He right, started right. with he started with very Bill Cooper-esque. Uh I mean, you know, some would say stealing Bill Cooper's whole shtick. They actually did not get along. Like, they <laughs> had a little bit of a fight or a war amongst each other, but um but anyways, you know, he started with this idea of, you know, this new world government and whatever, and occasionally talking about reptilians and, uh, you know, all this other stuff, and then slowly it's morphed into this very nationalist platform,
0: right? Excuse me. On this show, we don't imply that reptilians aren't real. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't mean to offend. The, yeah, don't mean, to, yeah, it, yeah, don't mean yeah. to offend the hosts. Yeah, that's because uh, we, <laughs> okay. we all know. We all know.
3: Reptile wins. That's right. <laughs> He he aligned himself less with these aliens and more with like these these patriots. He's like a real patriot. It, it happens you know, and he's when, doing it for America. When I mean, they is, start
0: to get popular, it happens a lot. You mentioned Alex Jones. It also happens, I don't remember the guy's name, the guy that's popular with the missing four one one. He uh, used, yeah, to, he yeah, used yeah. to be a Bigfoot guy. Uh yeah. he used to be a, a Sasquatch hunter. And now he doesn't want to talk don't about
3: you that. Bring that up. he's he's missing four one one. You piece of shit. Yeah. I'm I'm better than that.
2: In some ways, you know, it's like you you know, you start out as a diner, and then people are buying all your pizza, and you turn into a pizzeria, right? You I'm trying t- to make
3: money off these fucking dead people, well, exactly. And you keep bringing up Sasquatch. Exactly. <laughs> you, know what I mean? like, <laughs> you know,
2: you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sell what works, right? You gotta sell what sells. So. Uh, you,
3: you can sell. But I want thing,
0: people to take me seriously.
3: Come on, you can sell and you can sell and you can sell. But one of these things that you gotta do when you sell is pay your taxes on the money you got. We know something that Bill Cooper wasn't real good at. No, paying you know his taxes.
2: Think? The other, the other thing, you know. One part of this other I think is, is unfortunate almost is that with these conspiracy claims, if you are a – if even if you – like the, the difference between being a legitimate believer, and investigator in these sorts of things and changing your mind, right, and then coming out and saying, actually, I've been wrong all these years about all this other stuff. This is what I actually think now based on the evidence I have. You can't do that in the conspiracy world right because you come out and say that and suddenly you're a disinfo agent or they got to you somehow right (laughs) yeah well
3: obviously you're a freemason right we've we've heard that you know and it's
2: exactly it is exactly what has happened to alex jones where he online you know you, you look at a video of alex jones on the internet and half the comments are like this guy gets it whatever the other half are people saying Alex Jones is a CIA plant made to, made to uh, make the militia movement and the uh, the anti-government forces look like nut jobs.
3: Incredibly right? polarizing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> and it's the same thing with these uh, it's the same thing with these other views. So I, I almost wonder if Bill Cooper um, decided that the UFO stuff was just wrong. Which is something he didn't believe anymore. Right. Or the same Maybe thing with the, the I, same thing with this missing four one one guy. Like, I you know, and that's one thing that I think it's like, you know, if if you're an investigator, you have to have the balls to come out and say, like, hey, I was wrong this whole time, like this isn't true. Or, you know, I have changed my mind on this topic.
0: Uh, you might be giving him a little too much credit. I mean, this is a guy who couldn't pay his taxes. Yeah. Oh uh, no, no, absolutely. No, no. Uh, know, like, uh, which which actually led to uh, an
3: unfortunate part of his life. Well, it actually, right. listen, it led to the end of his life. Almost, almost the sensible conclusion. <laughs> the sensible conclusion to his life. The thing is, like with what you're getting on, like he, he was so ingrained he never let loose of the whole the government is evil and he yeah. saw the irs paying the taxes like this 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 unnecessary evil and in 1998 he was charged with tax evasion and bill cooper being bill cooper he ignored the charges finally in 2001 cooper got into a standoff with the authorities outside of his home and he was shot dead i mean that it that brings it all around to his death. He moved away from the ufology community towards the militia and the anti-government, which is of all the people that embraced him the most, We've talked about in this show that the militia, the anti government subculture, especially in the late 90s, which was when it was one of the most prevalent. And he became convinced that he was being personally targeted by Bill Clinton and the
0: IRS. He heard uh, Clinton playing the saxophone and he heard the secret message in the saxophone. <laughs> yeah, saxophone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's- and, and so he, uh, people like to make it sound like 30 federal agents showed up at his front door because he hadn't paid his taxes. And Like, see, the government was after him. No, no. They showed up at his front door because he had brandished a weapon at somebody in town.
3: And he killed one of those agents. Right. He killed someone. But the reason they showed up isn't because he hadn't paid his taxes. Right. Well, I mean, he hadn't paid him in years, and so there Correct. was a warrant, and then he was evading this warrant, and, and he, he was he, he was, was in town, them, and he he was in town, and he brandished a weapon at someone. So in 2000, he's named a major fugitive by the United States Marshals. They knew where he was. He's not hiding. He's just hiding in plain right. sight. Well, you know, you guys you guys ever hear? There's
2: there's two songs that kind of came out. There was one Nissan. It was a was it Beamer, Benz, or Bentley? Right, that was the first song. And then another, like a local, uh, like a New York City rapper came out with one that was called Nisa Honda Chevy. And basically his version, Nisa Honda Chevy was like him being like, if I'm a criminal who's like, you know, selling crack to hundreds of people and making loads of money and shit, I am driving around in the most nondescript shitty car I can. Right. Because right, right. I am not trying to draw attention to myself. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing with these conspiracy guys. It's like, if you... Or, like, if you... Like, why are you breaking the law knowingly, you fucking idiot? You know what I mean? Like, it's so stupid. Like, I get it. You don't believe the government is, like, doing the right thing or whatever. Well, then you... There are easier ways to, um... I don't know. Like, it just seems so fucking stupid. It's like, you know, it's like being a kid and being like, you know, my, my parents' rules aren't fair, so I'm just going to rebel and like, whatever, I'm going to smoke weed in the well, house. Well, there's a, a,
0: a keyword you used there, stupid, and I think that typifies <laughs> pretty much everything yeah, we've seen from- much. From Cooper, so, so far. he
3: rebelled enough. He just didn't pay his taxes and said "fuck you." And they come and they try to serve him with the warrant. And well, no,
0: he was so he was in town and he pulled a gun on somebody. Right. So that's when they said, "Okay, that enough's enough." Aggravated
3: assault with a deadly weapon. It stems from a dispute with a local residence. stand-up kind of guy, of course. And after the exchange, police go to his house. There's an exchange of gunfire. He shoots one of the deputies in the head. And Cooper, who uh, was noted as saying he won't be taken alive, Was not taken alive. They shot and killed him. But then, unfortunately, for these fucking militia types, he becomes this martyr to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he got that martyr stature because he died doing what he believed in, which was brandishing guns against local residents and not paying taxes.
2: The thing is, though, like, we do have to give, I think, a little bit of background here with these ideas where it's like, you know, this was happening during a period in the United States where, like, shit was... Uh, shit was like pretty real for seeming government overreaches like we had Ruby Ridge we had Waco and we had handled
3: all these things poorly
2: right and besides that besides that even too again within the fundamental the almost the fundamentalist religious community we had instances where government states and uh, state troopers and whatever were actively uh, you know, breaking, you know, not breaking into these compounds almost, but you know, going
3: into these closed off. You got Janet Reno going, yeah, yeah, fucking do it. We don't get it. Yeah, give a exactly. Shit. Like, you know, they were
2: going after these religious communities and these kind of separatist communities almost and taking away the kids and raiding the compounds and looking for guns and all this other shit. And so it, it was a, re- you know, it was almost a real, like, it was almost a, a period where you could see someone who was in these separatist communities being like, Well, now it's happened, you know, a handful of times. Like, this might actually happen to me. The problem, though, is that in many cases it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It's like, well, we don't care if you live separately from the government whatever. Just don't break any – you know, stop breaking laws.
3: Right? Yeah, like – Stop breaking the law, asshole! Exactly. Liar, liar. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, it's 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 it's
2: the uh, the Jim Carrey thing from Liar Liar, right? Like, stop fucking breaking the law, and maybe the government will stop hounding your ass, right? It's
3: that's just uh, that's crazy talk. Crazy it reminds talk.
2: It, it reminds me though of almost Warren Jeffs
0: or uh, any of these, you know, David Koresh, like any of these groups that this isn't. This, I don't this. I don't know. I, I'm I understand what you're saying contextually this isn't uh, 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 uh any kind of group this is a guy who literally pulled a gun on someone in town
3: i think because the, he, the they la- they law, law
0: enforcement's gonna show up what,
3: the, no, no, no. what I'm, it what doesn't
0: I'm matter saying, who you are in the world law enforcement's showing up what i'm saying is that what i'm almost what i'm saying is that
2: this worldview that these groups have is a self-fulfilling prophecy so it's like bill cooper was was thumbing his nose at the law because he thought that the law was unjust and he thought the law was unjust because it did these overreaches. So by thumbing his nose at the law, he caused an overreach to happen. And this yeah. I don't think was an overreach. I don't I think Bill Cooper fucking deserved what he got. You know what I mean? Like he right. what he's, you know, he killed a guy, he's branding a gun. Like I really like the nutkeys. way you
3: said that. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What I'm what I'm saying is, yeah, what I'm basically what I'm saying is that he by spouting all this crap and believing that this was true and then buying into it so much that he started breaking the law and living like the law was out to get him the law started going
3: after him right right yeah it's just you, you look at this book the guy the whole thing uh yeah it, it's not something that you want to strive to be he's not the, a sympathetic character no you know the book's terrible it preaches horseshit nonsense and racism and that's coming from someone who who loves aliens and 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 illuminati stories and stuff and this is just a tough one especially when people like this they tell you one thing and then they turn their back on it and go oh forget what i said before you know and it's yeah if you're into learning about the fringe it's an okay book to read but it's not gonna be a page turner uh just to sit down and read it
2: it's a foundational book i would say in the world of conspiracies but it's but it's almost like one of those ones that it's so old that it's it's maybe just better to get like a cliff notes or wikipedia on (laughs) it you know what
3: i mean like cliff notes which is only 300
2: pages (laughs) right you know i mean it's it's like good it's good to have and if you're a real serious person about this kind of stuff and learning about it
3: and whatever i have a whole bookcase full of these kind of books that are, exactly that are better or more more well written some of them some of them some aren't but you know what i, I get a kick out of reading them anyway just yeah because of what we're into and what we do you know and and uh you know i'm, I'm sure they're in your face every day too you know yeah, so no totally the cool the cool thing though is
2: actually behold it pale horse is available online for free i don't know if you know like any good conspiracy theorist uh, they're actually super duper into making money off of you.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, but yeah, you can, if you just Google behold a pale horse, you go can go get the get PDF of it. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. John, bring us home. What's your final thoughts on, on old Billy and, and his, uh, his book of good tithings, <laughs> his book of good tidings is the
0: perfect way to put it. <laughs> I said before, I, I love a good conspiracy and I, I, I love a, a, a good alien talk. Uh, uh, I do not like this book. You're i are not a fan I of I a good anti Semite or, uh, no, or anti black no. okay.
3: I, I I don't like this guy. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I think uh I think he got uh he got what was coming to him. Um and I think that uh there are there are a lot of conspiracy folks out there. I mean I, I read a lot online that talk about how bill cooper was murdered because he you know he was he was woke and he was he was telling the world mm-hmm. and uh, you yeah. know unfortunately i think those folks are just falling to the in, into the realm of you know we, we all know those people that just believe everything yes and uh they haven't done enough reading and research to realize that this guy was he wasn't a, i don't believe he was a true uh, conspiracy theorist, as in um, believed everything he was spouting. I truly believe that he was using all of this as a thin guise to spout his hatred.
3: And uh, it got him, like you said, kind of what it deserved, you know, uh, I, no loss no love lost here you know yep that's our our thoughts on a nation what are yours how can they let us know john
0: hop on facebook go to hysteria nation if you haven't joined the discussion yet that is where
3: we talk about all of this and more and search hysteria nation (laughs) also when you're on facebook go to facebook.com slash hysteria 51 pod that's where you can find our group this episode all our other episodes twitter at hysteria 51 pod and instagram we are Hysteria 51 podcast on there. Lots of photos. John, we've got some photos of your kid in his hysteria 51 gear on there. They give more, they give more likes to that than pictures of me and you. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. We got a couple things to to bring up. Uh Patreon. We got two new members in Patreon. Michelle Phillips and ten dollars and jeffrey mcavoy twenty five dollars twenty five dollars no, that's oh, man <laughs> he's our first to get a t-shirt out of this wow yeah yeah so and not not to be outdone they're both going to get hand-drawn pictures by john and i the hits keep coming don't forget you can also call us and let us know how big of a fan you are of Jeffrey and Michelle, 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. And while you're checking things out, leaving messages, you got to check out the Mad Scientist Podcast and move on.
1: Chris yeah. well.
3: thank you for being on the show, man. Where can they find you? Tell us all about everything. Yeah. So you can find
2: me at uh, Mad Scientist Pod on Twitter and on uh, Instagram, I'm Mad Scientist Podcast. You can, uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, search for the Mad Scientist Podcast, or you can join our Facebook group too, called the Mad Scientist Podcast Monster Mesh. You can also send me an email at mufon.com. That's all one word. Oh, oh, oh for, well. Oh, I gee. know. My goodness. <laughs> for all of your... You know, it's funny. My first... The first email I sent with that was to Scott Philbrook from Astonishing Legends. Yes. And I was yep. like, Scott,
3: look what happened. And he was like, no way. You
2: know, He was all excited. So uh, pretty fun. So that's a good email address for me. For all of your UFO, uh, UFO and uh, ufology questions, you can also uh, get to us at uh, the Mad Scientist Podcast at
3: gmail.com. He also loves Does this look infected photos? So always remember that. Send those <laughs> you
0: know, ad nauseum. Early and often. <laughs> Early and often. Uh,
2: I'm definitely that kind of doctor.
0: <laughs> um, So, you know, send it to me. I had him pegged for that
1: kind of doc. <laughs> there we go. There we go.
3: So thanks a ton, Chris, for being on here. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Chris. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sacks